Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Mack and Abdallah. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Well, how would you like to start the show, Abdallah? I want to start. What's your deal? I want to start tonight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Black and Abdallah here sure. on ESPN 1000, <laughs> a riveting edition of Bears Weekly just wrapped up. You know who's across the street tonight? Who's T- across the street? Topanga Lawrence is across the street tonight. Really? Yeah. Pod at, meets world at the Chicago Theater with uh, Sean, Eric Matthews, and Topanga Lawrence. Well, that's not their real names. No, I know. I don't know their real names. It's their characters from Boy Meets World. Yeah, but they're doing a show about, they do a podcast about the show. Are you leaving our show now to go see this podcast? No. A live podcast? No, I'm not. Why I didn't we, know about this. Why can't we sell out the Chicago Theater with a live <laughs> podcast? <laughs> you don't think Black and Abdallah Palooza could sell out the Chicago Theater? No, no. Yeah, we could. No, your Substack's not bringing them in. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I did have a bull stop for no, you to start. That's not how we're starting. That's not how we're show. starting. We're starting with you being an old curmudgeon and not. Well, explain this to me. Okay, so. What? I don't understand this. So Sports Illustrated today yes. announced their sports person of the year. Yes. And that person is Colorado head coach Deion Sanders. Correct. How? Because it was the year of Dion. What do you mean the year of Dion? It was the year of Dion. He brought college football back to Colorado. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everything this year. For the beginning of the whole, the whole first half of the year into September Everything One was all about Colorado. No, August, September, the hype train. They won four games, dude. They and had, they finished last in the Pac-12. Every, How is that bringing Colorado football back? Every the, first of all, they quadrupled their wins from last year. <laughs> okay, They're, they still finished last Doesn't in the matter. Pac-12. Your argument, your sub argument to my, this. My argument is, what did he do to deserve Sports Person of the Year? I like he Dion. was everywhere. I'm not being a hater, but for one month, because you talked a lot of trash in September, you win Sports Person of the Year? One of the main storylines of college football this what? year was Deion Sanders and Colorado. For one month. No, for like a month and a half. For September. And, Octo- and August leading up to it. Yeah, leading up to it. Okay. And then the moment the game started to get real, they started to lose. I understand that. But your retort, and they finished the season no, no, with no, no, eight no, no, losses. No, no. Your retort to me was he didn't win anything, and he didn't I go win okay, anything. fine. But your retort what did the to the Colorado me, Buffaloes win this year? Your, they beat TCU. Your <laughs> retort back to me was why isn't it messy? And I go, what did he win? His team well, didn't even make the playoffs. Okay, but my, I was just trying to come up with other names who could have been the sports person of the year. Yes. So you're looking at Messi. You're yes. Looking at uh, uh, what? Jokic okay. in the NBA. Sure. Uh, Mahomes. Maybe. Probably. All right. Wins a Super Bowl. That was all the way back in February. No one remembers It's still February. this year. You're giving me one month of Deion Sanders coaching up the buffs. I'm You're giving, giving me one you the month. the biggest sports story this year There's was no Deion way. Sanders. That is not the biggest sports story of the year. 100% Are you kidding me? What's bigger? Did AI come up with this? Probably. Everybody makes a joke about Sports Illustrated. Well, how else do you explain it? S-I-A-I. Deion Sanders didn't win anything this year. Colorado football didn't win anything. How is this? How is he the sports person of the year? Because I like Dion. I think he's doing a great thing for Colorado you, football. At the end but of he's the year, not the sports no, 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 person no. of the year. What are we doing? At the end of the year, you and I do our time capsule. It used to be a podcast. Now it's kind of like a segment. 
and and we put things into the time capsule. Deion Sanders sunglasses will for sure be in the time cap. Like that's the what that's sure. When, when I think of 2023, one of the main things I think of nationally is Deion Sanders. Caitlin Clark was a huge story. She last lost. Year. Okay, but she was a story that she, took over the sports your, world. But your point, your point is is nullified because Dion didn't win. So if you didn't win, you can't be sports no, person. She won at a higher level than Dion Sanders did. Did she win? Did she win championship? Did she win the trophy? They went to the final four. Did she win? Neither did he. That, but that's I'm, you're making my point for yeah, me. She won a regional. Yes, and cool. her conference. Awesome. Well, I mean, that's still more credentials than Deion Sanders. My point is that you can't just go celebrities off of wins. To, to Boulder to, to watch a football yeah, game early absolutely. in the season. And the Rock out there, too. The Rock? Yeah. You guys are nuts. Dwayne what are Johnson. We doing? Dwayne Johnson. That's what we're celebrating. And then Jake's going, oh, well, he, he went viral a bunch. Yeah. Wait, what does that have to do with anything? Viral. Yes. What? Come on. It's Dion. This it's, is unbelievable. It's Dion. You, so you agree with this? I First of all, I don't care. This stuff is meaningless to me. All right, I don't care who the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year is. That's that the, the bot, la- that the AI bots. It's selected. the last thing I think of. Okay, it's the last thing I care about on my list of things to care about. You're hot and bothered about it, and I just I don't know why you care so much. It doesn't matter. I I just only I I just don't understand how he qualifies as the Sports Person of the Year. Because if this was back when he was playing, then I would totally get it. If his team was going to the college football playoff, I would definitely get it. He's You're, on the pregame show for the Thursday night football game. You finished last in the Pac-12. Okay. Dead last. So, And, and if you said Messi and Miami didn't even make their playoffs, I don't think. They I don't at least know. had a run. So did, my, so did Colorado Please. for like a week. It's Black and Abdallah on a Thursday night. We'll talk with the Fat Jack next. You're old. This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Jack had the answer. We're talking about Jack sports person the of the year. Jack came up with the name during the commercial break. It was, uh, that's the answer. Yeah, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. Travis Kelsey. He's yeah. viral. Yeah. He's yep. won the Super Bowl. Yep. He's performed he's, well. He's, he's winning. He's performed well. I don't know if we know about that. I don't know if he's well, on I the think if, you, if you read enough uh, threads what? online, uh, yeah. a lot of these Swifties suggest that uh, intellectually he might not be there, so he must be offering something else. He's got the Shane Norling. He's uh, the drop. <laughs> The drop. You've seen, you've seen Shay's. No, no, no. Uh, what play, the has to offer? no play the drop. No, play the I drop. Play the drop. I don't know what you're talking play about. Play the hanging dog drop. <laughs> That's weird. Play the hanging dog drop. <laughs> you've seen Shay. Play the hanging dog drop. <laughs> I think that's a deal breaker. I think Play that's. It. I don't know. Walking don't, around the house, hanging dog. There you go. I that that's what uh, Swifty Nation would have you to believe is All that right. uh, Travis I think Kelsey's, he's, he's winning at life. He's bringing something to the table. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that would be a more worthy sports person of the year than a four and eight Buffalo's coach who's in last place in the Pac-12. You're so angry about this for no reason. Let's talk to the fat check. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. For the 
best football picks, give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. Sign up today at FatJackSports.com or you can call 800-298-1383. Jack, how'd you do last week? I, I did actually really good last week. I, the general public, there's a lot of people out there that I think right now think of Kenny Rogers because of Sunday. Uh, Sunday we had 10 of the top 11 games that had the most money bet on it, the most bets on it covered. And so uh, you also went 12 and three, uh, or 12 and four, excuse me, favorites over underdogs. So the books got killed on Sunday. Uh, my client lost a unit, which is not a big deal because we had made money on Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday leading up to that. Basketball's on a 14 and four run. Everybody's winning. Um, so in spite of what typically what happens when the books win, I win, when, which happens about five out of every six weeks on average over the course of the whole year. When the general public, the $50 John Q public guy wins, we typically won't do as well. But I was able to fade a, a, a day that really was a debacle for the sports books. We didn't lose a lot. And so I had another winning week. Everybody's real happy, real excited about the weekend. If you're not making money and you're signed up, you're doing something wrong because it has been very, very easy to make money. Three and one two days ago, two and one yesterday in basketball. We had the winner Monday night in Chicago. That was an easy winner uh, and ready for a big, big weekend starting tonight uh, with championship week and a bunch of NFL games that are going to make us a bunch of money this week again at FatJackSports.com. Absolutely. So I would assume that means that uh, if the public won, that means that the uh, the books and the Sharps are, are due for a weekend this weekend. So we'll start with tonight's game. The Seahawks and the Cowboys. The Cowboys an eight-and-a-half point favorite. It seems like... Everyone is a public better on the Cowboys tonight. Yeah, I mean, you just generally speaking, think favorites this week with, with the public, and the Sharps are going to either not play it or play the opposite. This is one of those where uh, the public, the Sharps are not really on this game. Uh, some money on the over, uh, even though everything's gone under on, on Monday nights and Thursday nights are on a 21 and 6 run to the under, I believe. Uh, and so everything's gone under. Uh, the sharp plays this week. If you're your general public versus sharp, you want to be careful of these spots. Uh, all the general public on Philadelphia also points. All the sharps I've talked to all on San Francisco. Um, the other one, all of the uh, public is on Tampa. All the sharps are on Carolina. Uh, so those are just a couple. All the uh, public's on Miami. All the sharps are on Washington. Not saying I'm on all of those. I'm just saying, generally speaking, if you're talking favorite, you're going to be talking public tonight uh, in particular. Seattle, four of the last five on the road have gone under. They've been trending the wrong direction, both total-wise and uh, covering games, not getting good play quarterback at all. But I do think that there's more than one way to get the totals over, and I agree with the Sharps here. They like over this number open at 46, now up to 47.5, probably going a little bit higher than that because of some of the sharp money. Uh, short fields will do that, especially when you have a defense that's not super opportunistic playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys will get you in the 30s by themselves, if you don't take the ball away from Prescott, if you're not a very good team. so And I think Seattle at this point in the year is exactly that. Not a very good team, not very opportunistic. So over the total is the best play in the game. You may be playing. It'd be hard for me to play Seattle there. Uh, Carroll's gone super conservative in his old age. That's going to create a lot of short fields for the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have made a living this year beating up on teams exactly like Seattle. Teams with just average defenses, not very good offenses. So I'd have trouble playing Seattle, but to your point, you're right. All the public likes Dallas here. Lean toward Dallas, better play on the open. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like once a season, once an NFL season, we get to a week where the sports media landscape gets bored 
And then everyone starts talking themselves into the Dallas Cowboys winning, winning the Super Bowl. You guys notice that this week that like everyone off of the Thanksgiving weekend that like all of the talking heads from coast to coast are saying that the Cowboys are going to make a Super Bowl run and Dak is going to win the MVP. Did you see that this week, Jack? It's not just this week. It's been the last two or three weeks and it's not a coincidence Cowboys haven't played anybody. I mean, listen, there's nothing not to like about what Dallas has done over the last two or three weeks. I right. mean, that, but, but you have to look at who they play. I mean, that's the problem. Prescott's been very consistent. And as Prescott goes, the Cowboys go. And he's been very consistent on who he beats and who he doesn't beat. More importantly, when he plays winning teams with a winning record, he covers about three out of ten times. When he plays teams with losing records, that number flips. He covers about seven out of ten times. It's not a coincidence. As soon as they beat somebody good, and I don't mean just average, just somebody a top top twenty percent or so, then we can start talking about that. If you're looking to take a flyer on on the Cowboys or on Dak, you want to do it now though because you still have a lot of the public that believes. Listen, this guy's good against bad teams. That the minute they beat somebody good, then we're going to get all these numbers will come down. Right now, I think you can get Prescott at, at better. Uh, the Cowboys better nine to one or so to win the Super Bowl. And Prescott better than that to win the Super Bowl or to win the MVP. So if you're going to bet it, bet it now. But to your point, they, they play bad teams. He looks really good against bad teams, has his entire career. The problem has been when they play good teams, he seems to figure out a way to fall. If you look at the Lions, Jared Goff uh, had three interceptions against the Bears and then on Thanksgiving was sacked three times by the Packers. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against New Orleans. Is this a good time to kind of, I guess, not really buy low on a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but it seems like this should be a little bit higher than four-and-a-half. No, I think you're right. And it's, it's as much as it is what Detroit is, it's what New Orleans isn't. All right, New Orleans' red zone offense has been anemic most of the year. They can't get it in the end zone. They're 0-4 against the spread their last four. Um, Detroit is 3-0 and against the spread their last four on their last three on the road. They typically, or excuse me, is a favorite on the road. So when they are favored on the road, they typically cover. Detroit also doesn't lose two in a row. It doesn't not cover two in a row. Uh, 5-0 and against the spread their last five off of a loss. So they typically figure out they're very resilient as a team. Their personality goes that way. But it's not as much what golf is or isn't. And a lot of you're getting the low number because of what we saw last week. But the reality is, is that they typically rebound. Uh, they're better than what we saw. And New Orleans has been an inept uh, offensively for sure. And defense has just been hit and miss. So this is the type of spot to get well if you're Detroit uh, in a low number and, and probably make some money on it as well. This is another one, as I pointed out, the sharp plays. A lot of sharps on Detroit here. I don't think the general public wants any part of New Orleans, but there are a lot of people taking that four, four and a half and playing the line. Scanning the card and, and the games that are available for Sunday, you know, I see the Browns and the Rams, and the Browns are likely to start Joe Flacco at quarterback this week. I mean, is this a situation where you should just say, all right, the favorite here, Rams, three and a half, three points, just go with that. They've got their quarterback. They've played some okay football as of late. Or is there something to kind of say, even though you have a backup quarterback, that Browns defense is good enough to keep them in a game? Well, that would have got you there last week, right? I mean, I mean, I just played this exact spot, and you covered almost every game. I mean, you have a team that can't score a bunch. For the bat, you know, we look offense first, and even though Cleveland has a very good defense, they've given up a few more points lately, and they had trouble getting in the end zone. And the Rams uh, last week was really, really good. So, I, I would all this is one of those games I would ask myself, why is the number as low as it is? Why is it only three and a half to four? And the reason is because the offensive line for the Rams has been bad all year. And so you're going to have some turnovers come into this thing. Rams are going to get hit. Quarterback's going to get hit. 
lots of pressure on, on the passing game. If Cleveland's able to somehow take it away early and they get ahead, that becomes even more of a predictable down uh, to where Rams are going to have to drop back and pass. So I would steer clear. That's one of those – making money is a lot about knowing what not to play. That one's got sirens. It's a bet, the underdog, or don't bet it. I don't want to have to try to figure out how Flacco's going to play or not play or what the heck they've got going on offensively. But I, I understand walking into the trap of what the general public guy will do is not, generally speaking, going to make you a lot of money unless it was last Sunday. So I would stay away from that game entirely. I'd go one down on that. Kansas City, Green Bay, uh, I think I, I've been I made a lot of money this year playing under the total with the Chiefs. Um, and I think that is the perfect spot for that to happen again. Low total. General public loves to go over. Six of the last seven Chiefs games have gone under. Five of the last six Green Bay games at home have gone under. Um, and, and this is a Kansas City team that, uh, despite last week, that, that there was more of an offensive output. But that was primarily because Las Vegas had a couple of plays early to get a 14-point lead in that game, which totally changed the complex of the game. Andy Reid still wants to play conservative not open the offense up, not expose uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes to injury, to look for a lower-scoring game in that Kansas City-Green Bay game. I think that's a much better spot to make money to trying to figure out whether the Rams can protect the quarterback or whether the Cleveland figure out a way to get in the end zone. It was the best game I've seen all year last week, uh, the Eagles and the Bills, and now the Eagles at home again, but a two-and-a-half-point dog to the 49ers. The Eagles won that game basically because – the Bills couldn't compete, uh, complete a, a pass in the end zone to a wide-open receiver. Otherwise, we're talking about the Eagles potentially losing two games in a row here. Is this a good spot to grab the Eagles? Because it seems like a lot of people are on the 49ers minus 2.5 on the road. And uh, actually, another PSA announcement. I, 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 gra- I had Buffalo last week. I graded it as a push. If you pushed or lost on that game, you're a bad gambler. Take a little more... Uh, care of your money. That was a middle, another middle spot. Vegas has had a few of those middle spots late. Middles are basically where if you just care about the number, you get a little bit. I released that game on Tuesday. It was three and a half Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all week long. And they got toward the weekend. Some, some more sharps came in and played Buffalo. It got down to three and then actually two and a half right before kickoff. But take a little pride in what you're doing. I graded it as a push, but everybody I know, including myself, won on that game with Buffalo. Uh, Philadelphia played more downs on defense last week than any team has in recent memory. They played a ton, including overtime. It was an XL spot for them. Then they tried to give it away last week. It, they're a tired team, uh, and they're an injured team, especially on defense. And they just came off a really, really grueling overtime win versus um, Buffalo. This is not the spot to jump on Philadelphia. As I said, a lot of $50 players all play in Buffalo. And um, – San Francisco is the absolute sharp play. Also, guys, since 2010, 10-1 teams as an underdog, there have only been three of them. That's a 13-year subset. We've only had three different times a 10-1 team has been an underdog. They're 1-2 and two against the spread. They typically don't win. They typically don't cover in exactly what spot that Philadelphia is in. So either play San Francisco or stay away. Jack, I think if uh, a month ago or maybe at the start of the season, if we said week 13, a major matchup between teams fighting for a playoff berth slash they have winning records, I don't think we would have Broncos and Texans on the on the list. I don't think that many of us saw that the Texans would be this good or after the start that the Broncos would be here. What should we do with this game? Broncos at Texans. 
this is why I don't eat right before I come on this interview. <laughs> because every time you've I got a it. game yeah. that make me want to throw up in my mouth every single time. And if I had eaten, eaten food, I'd be vomiting because I have to. Who, who wants to watch this game? I mean, look, Houston's been a great story. But they, they are, this is another team that has been, you have no value when you play them. And if you want to play Denver, you are a glutton for punishment. <laughs> this team is, I, I don't care that they're covering. I don't care that they're winning. Another team that has been a success story based on circumstance and who they've been playing. And I don't think, I think their offense is still broken. They take 10 seconds to 15 seconds to call play in the huddle. They get up the line, they rush everything and lose four yards. I don't want to watch this game. I won't play this game. If you made me play it under the total, I suppose, because Denver definitely doesn't want to run plays. They want to call plays and then lose yards and punt it away and hope for something at the end. That's, that's been their success over the last month or so since they've run these wins together. Five of the last six Denver games have gone under. That's their wheelhouse. And four of the last five of this series have gone under. Total's a little higher than I thought it might be, up to 47, 47 and a half. Better play on the under. Don't watch that game. If you, if you bet that game, you know, <laughs> flip over to something more enjoyable uh, and just collect the money at the end. Um, there's better spots, though. Let, I mean, let's, let's look at one we can watch and play. Okay. Here's one, if you want to play the under, and you, you, you like no offensive football. There's a great trend. Since 2017, guys, that's a lot. That's a big subset. 30 teams with a total, games with a total of 37 or lower, all right, so low totals, 37 or lower, those teams have covered 81% of the time to the under. Under the total, if you get a total of 37 or lower, play the under every time. They're 36 and 1 to the under, and they're 3 and 0 last week. There's only one of those spots this week Atlanta and the Jets looks under, going under. Play under the total since 2017, 81, over eight out of 10 times, you get a low total like that. It makes a lot of sense. You think about it from a line, from a line setter standpoint, they can't set it at 28. They would get all the action on the over. And if it somehow crept over, they'd lose money. They're trying to get money on both sides of a game. Similar to college when you have totals in the high 70, 79, 80, somewhere there, it might need to be 100, but they're not going to set it 100 because they're looking for 50% of the money. Go under the total on the Atlanta Jets game. Just lock that one in. Let's go to championship weekend in college football, Jack. It starts Friday night, Oregon and Washington. It was a fantastic game the first time these two teams met. It is a much bigger point spread this time. Oregon a nine-and-a-half point favorite against Washington. Bo Nix about to win the Heisman. How do you see this one? Yeah, another one of those games where you have a really good team that is a big-time favorite, or excuse me, a big-time underdog. And that typically does not bode well for the underdogs. Ten top ten, three, top three teams um, have been an underdog the last ten times of seven points or more. They are one and nine straight up and three and seven against the spread. So those of you who think there's some value with Washington, be very, very careful. Generally speaking, this is one of those the line setters are telling you where you need to go. You play Oregon, you lay the points, or you don't play the game. Because it doesn't happen very often that you get a top three team that is a big-time underdog that actually gets there. So organize the points in that one for sure. When we look at some of the other uh, championship weekend games, Georgia-Alabama should be a great game in the SEC. How should we play this one? Does Bama have a chance at the upset? What's the number if they don't complete a 60-yard Hail Mary pass? (laughs) I I mean, what is that worth? I mean, that's the big question in this one because they shouldn't have won that game. No, it's serious. I mean, they super, super lucky. If, if Auburn does anything but beat Auburn against Alabama and make it not make a play, one play, 
They got to make one play. It's not like the ball was in the air for three seconds. I mean, they, they got they got a lot of time to get over there. Somebody's got to get over there and knock the ball down. Um, so I, I do worry about the, some value being taken away of Alabama. Underdogs typically do well in the SEC. They don't win uh, in the championship games. They don't win, but they do uh, cover. In fact, Power Five conference championship games, the favorites are thirty-five and seven. So all of these games, if you're trying to pull a flyer on the underdog to win straight up, and that would include Alabama. Be careful because, generally speaking, the favorites win. In uh, the SEC, it's even more so. 11 of the last 12 favorites in this game have won straight up. Um, and this is the fourth time that these two teams have played. The dog's done really well in those three, uh, excuse, the, the, those other three between Georgia and Alabama. The dog 3 0 against the spread, 3 0 to the over. That's where I would go with my money. I'd go over the total. Um, I think there will be some points. Both these teams know they can't just run in the line of scrimmage. We'll have to be imaginative offensively. That will lead to points either by shorter fields because they're going three and out and, and the clock's stopping, or they'll have some big big chunk plays down the field. So over the total, the best spot. You make me play it. I mean, I'd probably go ahead and play Georgia. I just don't think there's any, any uh, uh, value with Alabama right now uh, with how not only that they're winning, but how they're winning. I don't want to lay 21-and-a-half with Michigan because I don't think they need style points. They're already in the college football playoff. They should be able to beat Iowa. I'm looking at the total of 34-and-a-half with these two defenses, with Iowa, who can't score unless they're on defense, and with Michigan, who's got a great defense as well. Should we be going under here again in another Iowa game? The big part of me that hopes fog fills the stadium and we can't see it. You know, that's one of those that really, if we didn't have to watch the whole game, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Did you know that a DraftKings, the First half and second half, Iowa team totals is one half point. Yep. I, I mean, what, what are we what are we looking for here? I thought it I was mean, a mistake. I saw it earlier this uh, week, Jack. I thought it was a mistake that they'd made. And, and you know they're going to get money. It's probably going to be a push. I mean, I don't think they're going to get totally shut out. They'll get something, pick a field goal late, or they'll get a short field. Michigan will make a mistake. Something will happen. So they'll probably push. They'll be, they'll be zero and one and three in the other. Um I, 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 again, it's one of those games. We'll talk, it's like we're talking about Houston-Denver again. I mean, it's, I, there's nothing enjoyable about this game because the problem with Harbaugh here is that when he gets up, he understands exactly what you said, that the only way that Iowa stays in this game is if Michigan opens up their offense and has to throw you down the field or, or gets blindsided from the backside by one of the great Iowa defenders. That's the only way. So they're going to be more than happy if they get up two touchdowns to run into the line of scrimmage, punt the ball in, and say, yeah, here, tag, you're it. Do your best. See if you can get over half a point in this half. I mean, that's, that's where we are. So under is definitely the better play. Uh, the only caveat to that would be if Iowa gets home, turnovers will determine the total in this one. So turnovers stay down or don't result in points. It stays under easily. You do worry with such a low total. And, frankly, Michigan's ability to score, I think they will have more success than what Iowa – who's Iowa played? Who's their best win? I mean, it's not an Iowa team that's beaten a bunch of great teams. They, they, they obviously have a great defense, but they haven't beaten anybody. And so you would think that, that, uh, that Michigan would be able to control everything they need to. But if they don't, Iowa gets the short field, gets a little bit of points. Michigan will have to open it up a little bit like the Kansas City-Las Vegas game we just talked about. Game should have stayed under easily but because Las Vegas got a couple of, of scores. It didn't matter in the end, but it did hurt your total. So. I would not go crazy on the under by any stretch. Yeah, Jack, to that point, Iowa has not beaten a ranked team all season long. Jack, if our listeners go to your website, fatjacksports.com, and sign up today, what will they receive? 
Yeah, they receive a lot more offense than what you're getting in Iowa. And, and actually, <laughs> no, I'm not near as white as all their fans either. Those guys all need a tan. Wait till you see them in a ball game. It's not pretty. Um, <laughs> go to FatJackSports.com. We're going to win again this week. Basketball's on a 14-4 and run. Football's having a great, great month. And you get everything through Monday for only 169 bucks. 189 football and basketball through Monday. The players are text your email. They're emailed, the text or email to you. Go to the questions tab on the top left part of the website. You can see exactly how we play the different plays. And then head over to the results tab and see the plays you've been missing all year long. Go to FatJackSports.com. You'll see we have made a ton of money. You can do so yourself. Just stop guessing and get signed up. Thank you, Jack. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Have a great week. See you soon. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah, weeknight, 6-8, right here on ESPN 1000. We take football very seriously, Abdallah. Extremely. More seriously than anybody. <laughs> very seriously. It's time to get Chauncey's Animal Picks. <laughs> Winners, Johnson knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdullah. You can listen to Chauncey's Great Outdoors 6 to 7 a.m. Saturday mornings. And Chauncey's Animal Picks are brought to you by Mobile Warming by Field Shear. Abdal, what is Chauncey to this point this season? Chauncey is 21-11, and 11, only one game last week. 1-0 on the week last week, Ooh. only one game this week, so let's go 1-0 again. Hello, Chauncey. Hey, guys. 21-11. and 11. i got to find out what that one game is at 11. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. 58%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right hot. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Chauncey. Bengals, <laughs> Jaguars. What do you have for this matchup? Uh. You know, this is a tough one. you got the biggest cat in the Americas fighting the biggest cat in, from Asia. And you don't know exactly what they're going to do. Stay. It's really a back-and-forth thing, you know. Uh, some of the, the Bengals are, you know, can be large cats. Up to Males can be up to 300, 400 pounds. But the Jaguars are also not a, a small cat. They can be very large, up to 400 to 500 pounds a cat. Um, you know, the Jaguars, a little bit more speed, a little bit more running, where the Bengal is an ambush critter. <clears throat> I, when I look at this, I try to figure out who's going to be better on a line. You know, are the Tigers going to be able, the Bengals are going to be able to come through the line, or is the Jaguar with the ball going to be able to outflank them? That's what I look at. Okay. And when I looked at the crushing pressure between a Jaguar and a Bengal, the Jaguar could just crush. They got like 1,500 pounds per square inch in their jaw. And I went, hmm. So I'm going to have to go with the Jags on this one, boys. All right, Jags. Going All right, the Chauncey's got right, the Jags. Got they can't, okay. They're both cats, Chauncey. Can't they just get along? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it, but they're always... You know, all cats can't get along, but no, wink, wink, not. wink, you know what I mean. All right. That's, <laughs> and that's the end of Chauncey's Animal Picks. <laughs> Thank you, Chauncey. We'll be listening on uh, Saturday. What do you have planned for the show? Um, I've got a, a, kind of an interesting couple of people coming on. I've got a young gentleman who's 14 years old from 
the second smallest county in Illinois. I met him at a uh, charity pheasant uh, hunt. We were raising money for the Illinois Conservation Foundation, and uh, it was the first time he's ever hunted over dogs for pheasants and stuff. And you could just hear the excitement in his voice in the interview. And then uh, we've got our good friend from the Forest Preserve District of Cook County, Tim Mondel, coming on to tell us all the cool things that you guys can do with your lovely significant others and, you know, you even take your kids out to some stuff. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. Okay. Yeah, there's lots of good stuff going on. What are you guys doing? Watching TV and drinking beer? Well, I'll, I'll wake up early. I'll listen to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, have some coffee, and then I'll watch some uh, soccer, some, some Premier League soccer, and then I'll watch some college football. That's yeah. what I'm going to do on Saturday. Have you really gotten up to listen to my show since when you stopped producing it? Yeah, well, to, to be honest, when we're on our way to the golf course in the summer, absolutely. <laughs> we listen to your show every single week. It's yeah. a part of the routine. And it's, so, yeah, so we listen. In the summer, it's on our way to the golf course, but also, Chauncey, I have an 11 month old uh, alarm clock that goes off between 6 and 6.30 every day. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, I'm usually up at that time. That's good boys. You guys are yeah, doing see? good. See, we're, we try. Thank you, Chauncey. We'll Take talk care, to you next friend. week. Thanks, Bye-bye. Chauncey. There he is, Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdullah. It's a true story. On our way to the golf course in the summer, yeah. we listen to Chauncey, we hear the Native American proverb, and then boom, we, we hit the... Uh, that's our first tee box. We hit the range, and then we uh, get to the putting green. Guys, and that's then, the flute. Get yeah. to the tee box. All right, let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's get things moving. Here we go. We, we get to the first tee box. You're right. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Last night, we had a great time. A uh, few whiskey. We yeah. had the event at Benny's. Uh, fantastic time. It was a tasting event, a blind taste test. Uh, people could vote on six different tastes. Uh, so here at ESPN 1000, all four of the shows got to pick from uh, from the barrels. And then also we had a selection from the sales department. So the suits is what we called them. Yep. And then also Binnie's had a pick as well. So there were six that people could taste last night. Uh, and then we had a winner. The winner was the suits. Our sales staff here at yeah. ESPN 1000, Cazone and Sharf, they, mm-hmm. they won. They, they held up the trophy. Waddle and Sylvie finished second. There was a bit of a uh, snafu because Carmen read the results wrong. So he gave Carmen. away the trophy to Waddle and Sylvie to start. But it was wrong. But they were in second place. Yeah. Cap and Jay Hood finished in third. Mm-hmm. Black and Abdallah finished fourth. Mm-hmm. Carmen and Yurko fifth. Mm-hmm. And the Binnies guys finished in sixth. So yeah. we finished fourth. Last year we were first. This year, we were fourth. So you can go to uh, your local Benny's Beverage Depot and grab uh, a bottle from your favorite show or gift a bottle from your your friend's favorite show. If they don't, I know that Benny's will get it from another store. So like, if you live out in the suburbs and your, your, your Benny's doesn't have it, they can look and see if the Chicago ones have it. They'll ship it to them. Uh, also, we all won. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, we, you and I won. Sure. Why don't Sylvie won? Cap and Jay Hood won. The suits won because we all beat Carmen and the guys from Binnie's who do this professionally. Are you saying uh, this? 
the uh, snooty uh, whiskey uh, I'm opinions. saying that this, this facade that Carmen puts on, <laughs> that he's a he's never you saying won. We've, no, back, he's never back to won. back years, we've beaten uh, Whiskey he's, Wednesday. He's never won. The suits came in, in first place the first year they did it when it was just them, the Binnies guys, and Carmen and Yurko. <laughs> then when we added the rest of the shows, it, we won, but the Binnies guys came in first, but we beat the shows, we beat Carmen. This year, we all beat Carmen and the Binnies guys, and so, like, I, he's supposed to be a whiskey. He's supposed to have the best palate. I, I don't know. know. I know. Somehow, somehow back-to-back me. years, we finished ahead of him. I don't know how that works. I'm just saying. Uh, we had a great time, though. A uh, few whiskey, they're the awesome. best. Uh, Binnie's the best. We, we It's just such a fun event. And uh, we look forward to doing it again next year. So thank you to Few for uh, allowing us to do this event because it, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we, we all enjoyed it. And all the listeners who came out last night, we had a blast hanging out with you last night. How about this? Caller 10 at 312-332-3776. We have a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Mascalco. Oh! How about that? To Caller 10. Caller 10. You get to see Sebastian Mascalco next year. Yeah, November 8th or 9th at the United Center. A pair of tickets. Caller 10 at 312-332-3776. General sale tickets starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. Go to Ticketmaster.com. For those tickets, Sebastian Mascalco, you can get the tickets right there. Ticketmaster tomorrow, general sale. Caller 10 at 312-332-3776. Get a pair of tickets from Black and Abdallah. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you to Jack McGrath and Jake Cantu for producing tonight's show. Black and Abdallah. Congrats to Michael in Mount Greenwood. He won a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Mascalco next year when he comes to the United Center, Friday, November 8th or 9th. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster General. Sale tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Blocking of Doll. We will return tomorrow night, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. All calls welcome on a Friday night with Blocking of Doll tomorrow night, right here on ESPN 1000. Doll, did you see this story? Oh, no. Perhaps AI and robots might be uh, here to help. Nope. Uh, no. Doritos nope. is creating an app to remove chip chewing sound from calls. That's right. It's from the Washington Post because the sound of someone chomping on chips is too annoying to people who spend hours playing multiplayer video games with headsets. Doritos is using silencing AI software to remove the sounds from Zoom, voice chats, or any call that uses headphones so you can have a clean phone call and have clean dialogue while you're chomping on Doritos. Are you interested in this AI software that will remove the chip-chewing sound from your phone calls? I'm not even dignifying this with a response. (laughs) There's so many things I want to yell about, but I just feel like an old man yelling about it. Go ahead, rip them off. First of all, nerds. (laughs) The fact that you can't put your your Dorito-covered fingers down (laughs) and put the controller down for five minutes to eat some chips while you're playing... Is inconceivable to me. 
What are we doing here? <laughs> can we get that programmed in the mics here so I can just be chomping in the producer's booth and it takes out the sound? Yeah, I'm going to do a I whole mean, show where I just eat <laughs> chips during the show now. Yeah, I mean, why not? We can get the Doritos AI app to remove the chip chomping sound. Why do you from say it like say say that again? Chip chomping? No, the other thing. Doritos? Why do you say Doritos? <laughs> I don't know. It's Why fun. do you add a little, little Doritos? Doritos. 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 It's <laughs> yeah, you're adding a little flair. Yeah, it's a fun it story. It's like, oh, I got my Doritos. Because <laughs> it's fun. Because <laughs> it's such a stupid story. <laughs> That's absolutely why. Put the controller down for five minutes, <laughs> eat your chips, and go wash your hands, nerds. <laughs> With your Doritos. Why, why would someone think of, like, who is, like, sitting around going, you know what's annoying is... No, because know, now we said Doritos 40 times. That's why. And Timmy, now my phone's going to give me Doritos ads on Instagram. Timmy on the headset playing uh, COD. All I hear is him chomping on Doritos. Like, who cares? Your munching mouth. So dumb. <laughs> All right. You just got old. Chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> Sorry. You just got, what do they call it? You just got pwned. Bop, 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 bop. You got what? I think they put like a P in front of it or something. It's that owned? Yeah, yeah, they do say pwned, but. See? Thank you. Not anymore. That was I'm like. Hip, I'm hip with the kids. That was like 2013. Thank you, Jake. Yes. Jake, how are you doing with your Cowboys tonight? Everything good? I'm a little distracted, but uh, it's a close game. How's your team? How's your Dak doing? Uh, there was a missed field goal by the kicker no, of no play-by-play of the Seahawks, and now Dak has the ball. Okay, all right, that's good. All right, well there you go. Uh, so they're uh, Doritos. Doritos. Uh, they have the Doritos. <laughs> it's fun. And my Fritos. <laughs> it's a fun. It's a and fun my story. Bugles. I just think it's a, like. This is the one I was asinine thought ever. Someone's sitting around going, we need to eliminate the chip chewing from the from the calls because there's too many Doritos. So they're going to have shot. a robot that just moves your mouth up and down for you. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.